Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And we are trying our very first video episode. So if you are listening on your podcast player, you should go to youtube.com. And we don't have a short URL, so it's going to be a bunch of random letters and numbers. <laughs> but we will put the link in the podcast description so you can watch this video there. But yeah, we're going to talk about Spider-Man colon No Way Home. You know, I didn't even look up the colon. Is there a colon? Yeah, there is. There is a colon. There's, a, In fact, there's a dash. Spider-Man <laughs> colon No Way Home. So, first of all, listeners, if you would like to see more of an extremely tired Nate and myself, because we're recording literally on Christmas Eve. So early. <laughs> it's so early. Why did we think this was a good idea? Hey, let's let people look at I our faces. Asked, I, I usually, asked what time. I asked what time. For those and you who are watching it in video right yes. now. Yes. Go to your YouTube player if you're listening to this on a podcast. And you can see at this moment, here's what I usually look like. <laughs> Nate just, just blearily took a drink of coffee and has zero expression on his face. I did that for the audio listeners. I put all of the emotion into my voice, but my eyes are dead. <laughs> yeah, but you can't do that if we're going to do video. I know gotta, I have to yeah. be expressive. You got to be expressive. I'm Got to hold my eyes up. I need those like toothpicks in the eyes, like Looney Tunes. But anyway, <sighs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna try video episodes, listeners. If you want to see more videos of two tired bearded dads, which is the name of our second show that will be launching in twenty twenty two. Two tired bearded dads is good. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's a pretty good title. I need to buy that domain real quick. Okay, <laughs> two tired bearded dads. Uh, yeah, let us know. You can tweet at us. Insta- we're on Instagram, really. So go to at movies on the side and let us know. But we're gonna talk about Spider Man: Colon No Way Home. Nate, there's no way to talk about this movie without talking about spoilers. And right. so in, in a in a wild turn of events, I'm going to suggest we do the Rotten Tomatoes, we mm-hmm. literally rate this movie, and yes. then we just talk all the spoilers. And so if you have not seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled, you'll have about three minutes of content, as they say. Mm-hmm. And then we're going Premium to- Premium gold, uncut content. <laughs> That's right. Now, Nate, you have alluded that you are not super into this movie, which has me very concerned. Mm. But I would like you to guess the Rotten Tomato score, because I think the Rotten Tomato score is on my side here. I mean, I'm going to say critics are like 94%. You nailed it, Nate. Our first video episode, you have nailed the critic score. I'm 90, showing up. 94%. But what do you think audience gave this movie? 99 you nailed it again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> did you know? You didn't look at this, right? No, I did not. Oh, my I goodness. I feel it. I feel, feel it. it. You feel it. It's like your, spidal, your spider sense. It's the mm-hmm. spider tingle. My spidal sense. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not going to be able to edit this as much either. So any, any, uh, any verbal slips, I don't know what you call that, verbal errors, fumbles. Uh, yeah, they're, just, they're all going to be in. Nate, you just nailed the rock for the first time ever. This mm. is this is providence. A this double. is serendipi- it's serendipity. So Serendipitous. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think it's we like just I'm re- from another universe. No spoilers. You can't do any spoilers yet. No spoilers. <laughs> Nate also has a Doctor Strange virtual background, which I'm a little jealous of. I might have to get mm. a virtual background next time. It's quite good. It's quite okay. Good. We need to rate this movie mm-hmm. on a scale of zero to five. I, I didn't think at all about mm. what small object to choose. Uh, zero to five, the not the bracelet Web thing. Blasters? Nope, I got it. Zero to five goatee kits. 
because no spoilers, but there is a moment when it is revealed that Doctor Strange has a Just for Men gel like goatee kit in the basement. Oh you man, I don't remember that at all. Okay, Zendaya, you've Zendaya, seen this movie twice. I've seen this movie twice. Oh, we should talk about that too. This is probably the second or third movie ever in my life that I have seen in the theaters twice. I went with my my entire family went to see this. Nate, mm-hmm. this is like. The second time ever for that as well. We all went to the movie theater at eleven thirty in the morning, and mm-hmm. all watched Spider Man No Way Home. And then I for went hundred twenty dollars, and then it, it was very expensive. <laughs> and, then, and then I went again another day. I went on Sunday, so I went Friday morning and Sunday evening, and I saw it a second time because I wanted to for the first time, Nate. I wanted to be a part. Of the zeitgeist mm. of this movie. That's not I, your typical move. It's not my MO. It's not typical. But I wanted to cheer. I literally mm. wanted to make my voice heard in support of moments in this movie. And so I did that. I went twice. I and, do have to say, I think maybe yeah. at this point in time, I think you could still get it around Christmas time if you go to the theater. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit dodgy with Omicron out there and what sure, a full sure. theater actually means <laughs> for the, it. Omicron did not affect Florida theaters at all. Let me oh, just say. Oh, it didn't even get Let down there. Every showing Perfect. was sold out. Every showing there, for this movie was sold out. There. So putting that all aside and pretending for a second for our posterity that we are not in the middle of a pandemic, being in a theater where people cheer and clap it is like seeing endgame in theaters those are probably my two favorite theater moments and there is something about being around for the gasp and the cheer that is like it is electrifying yes yes it was it was worth it i almost thought about seeing it a third time but i felt like two is enough like, I imagine myself sitting in the theater a third time watching the same movie, and I was like, no, no, I'll, I'll wait. I want to be. I'll yeah. wait till streams. I'll wait till streams. So, zero to five goatee kits. Mm. I'm, th- I'm going to go first because I know, I know you're, you I, have I a. I know it's going to happen. You're going to have Give a lower rating. Steven. You know what you want to do. <sighs> I do want to do this. I think it might be the first time ever, and I think it's warranted. <sighs> My wife said she actually really enjoyed it. My wife saw this movie twice in theaters. She went with That's a amazing. friend after going with our f- whole family. Nate, I think I'm going to have to say, for the first time mm. on our, our first video episode, mm. I'm going to give Spider-Man colon No Way Home five stars. Five goatee kits. Is this movie, I feel like this movie, I literally tweeted after I saw it the first time that it was perfect. And oh, man. I, I stand by it. I stand by it. I know you're going to bring up maybe some plot holes, maybe some weird motivation uh, mm-hmm. quirks of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as a movie goer, as a Marvel Universe fan, as a Spider-Man fan, I think this movie was perfect. Mm. Nate, what are you st- I'm, I'm so excited that you get to like, see my face while you tell me five. <laughs> Yeah, you're I'm look going skepticism. to give Spider-Man colon No Way Home, which, by the way, the home phrase is so hard to remember. I always think, right. is yeah. it home, homeward bound? Well, you got home sweet home, no homing. <laughs> sweet home, Alabama. Home, yeah. Home Spider-Man kit. home, sweet home, Alabama is a good title. So I'm going to give No Way Home. I think I'm going to give it, it's either three and a half or four. I'm in between. 
Mm. Um, I think to be a little bit of a contrarian to you, I'm going to give it three and a half. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to balance okay. out your five. This is not a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. That you are mm-hmm. wrong in this way. It mm-hmm. is truly a really fun movie though yes yes. like it is what comic book movies always want to be sometimes hit sometimes miss it is that magical i'm just here for a good time spider-man movie yes yes minus the bad times okay in the movie (laughs) all right now here now here is the moment listeners and viewers I'm going to insert, I'm not going to do any editing for this episode, but I will put a whoosh, a foghorn sound in right now. And that foghorn means there are going to be spoilers if you continue Mm. listening to this episode. Lots and lots of spoilers. So you can pause it, save this show, and come back after you've seen it if you don't want to be spoiled. But now, come the spoilers. Here we go. Foghorn. Okay. Nate, I, I don't know where to begin, but this movie had so much emotional energy. You know, the nostalgia was one thing. Let's just, let me just say this. I'll just say right off the top of the bat. Seeing Tobey Maguire in this movie as an older, mature, fatherly Spider-Man to Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland. Youth pastor Spider-Man. That was one of the best lines. <laughs> My entire family laughed. This movie's also very funny. Lots of quips. Loved it. Something about seeing Tobey Maguire was so inspiring in a strange way, like the way he interacts with these younger oh, Spiders men. And also, the, again, the nostalgia of seeing him, like the way he greets Dr. Octavius, Dr. Otto Octavius on the scaffolding, the way he talks to the other Spider-Men. Like, I just loved everything about it. There's one example that I want to say specifically. It's funny, like Tom Holland. He's clearly like the youngest immature Spider-Man. And which I actually heard this theory, like these first three Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, all three are his origin story. And I actually went back and watched the first two after seeing No Way Home. And Tom Holland like jumps right in as Spider-Man from the first Homecoming movie. So we don't get his origin story. And no one, he doesn't get the with great power comes great responsibility line until this movie. No Way Home from his Aunt May. So this entire thing is his origin story. And so you have him as the youngest Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, which I liked him more as Spider-Man after seeing him in this movie. (laughs) I think I like the old ones even better. Andrew Garfield was so good in this movie. And we have seen the Andrew Garfield movies. And I was like, where was this guy during your movies? Because I love you in this movie. But though your movies were a slog. (laughs) And I think he was victim to bad, like, plot script type mm. movies. You know what I mean? I'd love to see Andrew Garfield again in Spider-Man. But the one example, when uh, Tobey Maguire walks through the portal in the room, you know, Ned opens a portal, whatever, mm-hmm. and it, it's revealed that it's Tobey Maguire. They start talking about where Tom Holland might be. He just lost Aunt May. Where would he go? to be alone in this moment. And they were like, we, we each have our place. And Tobey Maguire's like, it's a Chrysler building for me. And then Andrew Garfield's like, no, Empire State Building, it's a better view. And in that moment, Tobey Maguire looks at him and says, yeah, that's a great view. <laughs> and it's this moment of like, he is, he is so far past any kind of competitiveness or like pettiness. 
He mm-hmm. is the the fatherly mature Spider Man, just affirming and like not. I don't know. It was just something about that moment was like, oh, Tobey Maguire. I loved him. He was. Great. It was so so good. I feel like part of the strength. I mean, the strength of this movie, I think, is Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, yes. communicating, planning, talking, fighting <laughs> together, cracking each other's end, backs. <laughs> Toby Maguire uh, keeps uh, Tom Holland oh. from brutally murdering somebody. <laughs> and it's like, that is very, very good. So I good. think that is absolutely the strength. The first time Andrew Garfield comes through that portal and the whole crowd kind of has a hush. And then when he walks through, the theater explodes <laughs> with cheers. It did. It did. <clears throat> There's also a theory that in that last scene, when Tobey Maguire stops Tom Holland from killing Green Goblin, which is an incredible moment, you know, love that poignant moment. The Green Goblin stabs Tobey Maguire in the back. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I, the first time you see that, you're like, oh, he's going to die. Like, they're going to kill off Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. But then there's like this weird, almost like some reshoot, rewrite after the, the plot was written. And Tobey Maguire's like, oh, I've been stabbed before. I'll be fine. I'm fine. And there's this implication that he's not going to die. I have heard a rumor that the original plan was to kill off Tobey Maguire as like a final sacrifice yeah, thing. they should have. But the three Spider-Man work so well together that they might want to put them in another movie as all three. And so they wanted uh, to save it. They uh, wanted to save Tobey Maguire. So it was a little weird. I'll give you that. I could have I used a Tobey Maguire sacrifice. Him sacrificing himself, and in some ways, yeah. kind of being Uncle Ben to the new Spider-Man, is like beautiful, cyclical storytelling. That, oh, man. It would have been so heart-wrenching. I mean, that would have been the biggest emotional play of the movie. But I also want to say, this movie is so good at emotion. You know, okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. No, Tom uh, Yeah, if you're going to ask, yes, go ahead. <laughs> Aunt May dies in this movie. Yes. <laughs> and Tom Holland has to do the scene where he is holding his Aunt May and she dies. And then he's got he's to cry. He's, he's got to show emotion. He's got to show yeah. depth. Yeah. Well, how do you think he did? did it, was he like Justin Timberlake in that movie Time? No. Or did he no, do better? No, no, no. Did he do better? He was much I mean, I thought his cry was good. I thought he had a good yeah. cry. Yeah, I believed him. I don't believe in that moment. Like you don't I believe thought, it would happen? I know. I just don't but like the Aunt May dying moment. When it comes to characters dying, that will like be an impetus for the hero, or will like be part of the thing. And her saying, I mean, her saying, "The great power comes great responsibility," is very cool. Like as far yeah. as like, oh, in this universe, your Uncle Ben isn't the one who said it to you, right? Because he doesn't it's even have Aunt an Uncle May. Ben. He like there right. was only Aunt May. So anyway, yeah, right. So the. I just felt like I felt like the movie at that point in time was trying to get me to have a big emotional response. And I felt very resistant to that because I feel throughout the whole thing, we'll talk about this in a second, the motivation for Aunt May, the motivation for Spider-Man in this movie, and the reason why she died and him basically feeling like that's my fault doesn't make sense and Mm -hmm. if you don't have the motivations make sense when it comes to the death scene i think well why do you have to like why do you have to die in this way and also i i'm not sure if 
um, Marissa Tomei's Aunt May is a character that I personally felt connected to as like, oh, this nurturing Aunt May figure. She was kind of more of a comical, you know, with happy, you know, that fun part of the story. I just don't think it had the same weight. Now, Mm. Toby Maguire. If Toby Maguire had said the great power with great power comes great responsibility Mm. to Tom (laughs) Tom Holland, Holland. and he was the one who Mm. brought it over from his universe and kind of did that even somewhat earlier on. I'm not even sure if I needed him in the final fight scene. I think that would have had having a, a scene with Toby Maguire dying, I think would have had a lot more of an emotional impact on me. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Spider-Man can tell himself that. <laughs> like it has to be Uncle Ben or Aunt May. Right. And right. you know, I, I just the way comic books work. I'm not an expert here. Uh, Josh, let us know. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I get I get the motivation. So Every, not every, but all the old villains from the different Spider-Man universes come back, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think Willem Dafoe, as a Green Goblin in this movie, is the Still best. So good. Is so good. His laugh and his maniacal countenance. I think he does it the best in this movie than the old mo- Spider-Man movie. I also thought they did Electro right in this movie yes. all of a sudden jamie yes. fox had like room to to maneuver yes. yes do they need a sandman in this movie or the lizard no not really sorry andrew they do, garfield they do need people. doc ock though and alfred molina is mm. uh, also just incredible like i, I love great. seeing him the transformation but real quick sandman apparently the actor i, I forget his name but he could thomas hayden church thomas hayden church it seems like he wanted to be in the movie but couldn't be physically at the shoots COVID when it was thing, happening. Maybe I don't know if it was a COVID thing, but if you'll notice throughout the entire movie, he is all CG sand. Right. And then the final scene when he turns back into a human, it's the same shot for shot as Spider-Man three. And it really looks like they just reused the footage of oh, him. This they movie. couldn't get, they couldn't get they him. Couldn't get him. So he just voice overed all his lines, I guess. And like from his home studio and sent him in. So I feel like yeah. that's also how they treated, uh, is rice Reese. We never, we never know how to say his name. The guy Who's who that? plays uh lizard in this movie. I feel like well, his transformation back to a man was also like, that was a little weird. Two yeah, seconds of it. And I was like, oh, I guess we never see him again. So motivation, I want to go back to, I think mm. probably your biggest issue with the movie. Mm-hmm. The motivation, it seems like, is if we send these villains back to their universes, Yes. apparently the moment they transported here was the moment they were about to die. You know, right. they go through, Doc, Doc Ock was like, I had Spider-Man by the throat and then I was here. And right. same thing with Electro. So they think that if they send them back, Along the same trajectory as before, the same timeline, if you will. They'll die as good people and go to heaven. <laughs> that they'll die. Unless Spider-Man is somehow able to like change these villains' trajectory and help make them better guys. Good guys. Not bad guys. Make them good guys. And, you know, it's very unclear if that would actually work. You know, I guess <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> we, have we don't no, get a sh- we don't get a shot of their universes them coming back. No, and like Doc Ock. So you know, if, if you've seen the old Spider-Man Two movie, the little inhibitor that keeps his arms mm-hmm. from messing with his head busted, and so that's why he's kind of evil now. Well, Peter Parker replaces it, and so now Doc right. Ock is like back to normal, good old Doc Ock, and it's kind of a nice scene when he's like, "It's Very so nice. quiet. I don't have all these voices." 
it's, but it's unclear. Like, so when he gets sent back to his universe, is it he gets he goes back to he's his drowning? Spider- is he just, drowning? <laughs> Does he have Spider Man by the throat? And then he's like, "Just kidding! I'm not going to do that now because I'm good, Doc Ock." Like, I right. guess that's the point. But the one character that Anne May really wants to help is Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Because Where does Willem Dafoe go back to? That's a good question. I mean, they all thought he was dead. Like Doc Ock said he died. Well, that's because everyone who, all the bad guys who come, come mm. out of uh, they're, death they're, sleep. They're the first to rise. Right. And then the Spider-Men <laughs> who are still alive come right. at their existing age. So well, like I, at the moment yeah. of their death is when they come here. This this ends like uh, so they go back to a different time as each other because yeah green goblin right, dies right, first right, right, right. doc ock dies later electro i don't think he dies i'm not sure you uh, saw this does electro yeah. die at the end of amazing uh, dash spider dash so. man dash two i think so i think so i think he kind of explodes uh, he gets an energy overload but okay, anyway here okay yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead so but william defoe is the one that aunt may wants to save because he has like a seems to have a serious like mental issue where right. he has a split personality and he's like a scared right. old man when he's not green goblin and then he's like mm-hmm. evil uh wwf wrestling man <laughs> when he's green goblin which was kind mm-hmm. of a cool fight scene i'll be honest mm-hmm. with him and spider-man in the building and that's the one I guess they do end up helping. Like they do get him the cure. And I guess the Green Goblin is gone after they inject him. But I would have a lot more questions before I risked my life, Zendaya's life, <laughs> Ned's life, like Aunt May's life. Like I would want to yes. like I, I would want to talk to Doctor Strange and be like, what would happen? Which he right. Doctor Strange. They did Doctor Strange so dirty in this movie. <laughs> Peter Parker did. Are you used yeah. to leave him out there? Just out in the mirror dimension, just which was a very cool scene. And there was very a line cool where Peter Parker says, uh, you know what's better than magic? Math. And my wife turns to all my kids who she homeschools See? and teaches math See? all the time. She's like, Math. If you, See, if you want to be Spider-Man, you gotta know math. So that was a funny line. But it, yeah, Doctor Strange, I don't know if I believe that Spider-Man would beat Doctor Strange in like an all-out one-on-one. In a mirror know. dimension world that yeah. webs tied to different rocks in like fractal geometry is going <laughs> to stop Doctor so. No, no, no. No, I don't, don't think know. so. So I get, I get that the motivation behind why Aunt May Everything. died yes. <laughs> behind yes. the entire premise of this movie. Behind the whole movie. Behind the movie. I understand it's okay, a little you need, you, okay. I need to I need to go on a quick rant right here. Okay, okay. Are you ready? Please. The multiverse, I believe as it's set up, mm-hmm. is that there are infinite universes, that's right? right? That's right. That's right. So in every universe, there's not just three like we see, you know, right. there's not just Andrew Garfield's, Tobey right, Maguire's, right. and Tom infinite, Holland. Infinite there's infinite. There's yeah. infinite actual people that look like Tom Holland. It's everywhere. Yeah, sure. The kind of understanding of the multiverse, where people come to your universe from their universe, you let them do such damage to your universe. Instead of just sending them back, you did not save all the Green Goblins. You saved one of a bajillion of infinite green goblins and the idea that everyone is just on board with like well let's just save them let's save these guys before they go back maybe this is a heartless thing to say and i feel like you would usually play this role but my thought was like 
they made their choices in their universe. You are not you are not killing them. You are not. You're just sending them right back to where they came from. That's Doctor That's Doctor Strange's whole argument. That's what you're saying. Like, listen, like, they are one of a bajillion. They come here. If there were 600 Electros that came to your universe, the point should be press the button on the box, send them all back. Maybe maybe that makes me universe-centric. To my own universe, to my own universe, <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah, not going yeah. to risk the people of my universe to like give a second chance to guys who I believe were going to die as soon as they so, went back. And there is something about that whole thing of going. It's not. I mean, it's yes, it is sort of your guys' fault they came here, but you didn't actually hurt these bad guys. You have no moral responsibility to like fix them and send them back to the moment they die. I mean, if you were in that situation and you knew like five out of seven of those bad guys were going to die the moment you press that button, are you saying you would have zero remorse, zero hesitation, and you would just send them back to die that very moment? How am I to know that they're going to die? They could because be they literally tell they it. They, they literally oh, tell they're, you. They're, they're narrators. They're, that Doc, I mean, they know each other dies. Interesting. They know, like, in, like Doc in Ock one knows. universe. I don't even know if they came from the same universe. They did because the, Sand- the multiverse is no, 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 no. Sandman, Sandman knows. Sandman says Green Goblin died. Then a few years later, Doc Ock died. He drowned in the river. In his universe, all three there of them are in the be, same universe. There could be one bajillion Sandmen okay. and one here's, bajillion here's why, universes. Here's why I give it a pass because I think the motivation for saving them is weaker. Then the question the movie asks about basically determination, like are these like Doctor Strange says this bad. is this is their fate, and that's you know posing the question: is their future determined, or do like would they be able to exercise some kind of free will and change their trajectory? And that's right. the opposition that Tom Holland has to Doctor Strange, right. and. You know, Tom Holland's like, I think we can change them. I think their destiny can change. Now, interestingly, not all of them. You know, I think uh, Electro, you know, he's still probably, I mean, in the end, he, he's still. You took away his power. And you took away still, his power. I feel like he'll. He, he has might, no excuse. <laughs> I feel like he might turn bad again. But I think that's what the movie is saying that, like, you have a choice. Like the movie is basically but sending that the, them back, saving them and sending them back could be dooming 30 other people in their universe when they there end is, up, yeah. when Electro ends up killing Nate, thousands of people. This is, Nate, Nate, but, but, no, but, 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 you are taking Thanos' side here, Nate. You're basically no, no, saying no. kill I, these bad I guys. I agree. No, listen, I agree with the, the fun and motivating concept of a hero is I'm going to give people a chance to choose good. And I'm going to give even villains, which is the whole Spider-Man thing is I'm trying to help them. I'm not trying to kill them. Right. Right. That message is muddled by the whole multiverse concept where I think it's a great message. And I think there is a way to write it in a way that doesn't make me, the viewer go, wait, why are we doing this? Like, is it, is sending sure. them you're not you're not like killing them with a box you're just sending them back to where they came from and i i do feel like there's a better way to talk about determinism like i like the idea of they don't have they can't go back like just make it that just make the whole thing like we sure. can't send them back to their universe we either have to like fight them and kill them here or try to fix them and like 
make them good guys. That is the same thing, but it it knocks out that whole, like, do you have responsibility to the other universes? I mean, Dr. Strange does. I mean, he's, he's the whole next movie is him trying to fix the multiverse. So I think, I I think the whole, the whole thing, the whole movie is Spider-Man and Dr. Strange going against everything that any hero talked about during Endgame, messing with the multiverse in a <laughs> way and messing with it in a way that shows no regard for everything they've all been through, playing so That's willy-nilly, true. and then them just compounding their own mistake like Cat in the Hat 2, because I read a lot of Cat in the Hat in this home, and the problems just keep getting worse for problems' sake. Uh, and the whole time okay, I think, okay, push the button. Okay, I'd... I I get it. I'll concede it is not perfect. I that that plot point, but it doesn't bother me because I get like I get it. I get the premise, and there's so much. I other have one more. I have stuff. one more thing. I mean, if we're gonna talk about plot, I have one more thing. Okay, are you ready? At the end, oh, we get to I get to really see your really your face, your little here. side eye. Okay, at the very end, the everyone forgets Peter Parker. Yes. Or forgets every... Yeah, I don't exactly know how that spell works, but it's basically like, I don't know if he still has a social security card or if he's just right, like his driving no license bad. Right, exactly. It seems like no, like no one knows who he is. No one knows. Not No one knows he's Spider-Man. No one knows who Peter Parker is. Right. Which I guess is... So, I don't know. It's good, I guess. Oh, so, yes, that's a noble thing. But before everyone forgets... MJ says to him, like, I want you to come and, like, tell me. Come find me and remind me me who you are. And he says, okay. He agrees. Now, when he leaves them be, my wife turns to me and says, I think in the theater, it's pretty paternalistic, (laughs) him not giving her the choice that she needs and basically being like, listen, I know better than you. I'm not going to actually give you your autonomy in this decision. So, okay. All I'm saying is it does he have I mean, obviously it probably means he's going to tell them in a later movie and he's just giving them a, a little bit of time to have normal lives. But maybe I don't, if if everyone forgot who Stephen Robles was and your wife said, "Listen, come find me." Once I forget about you and tell me well, that we have kids and a family. Yeah, I mean, if you, if I mean, you're a superhero in this. If it's a spouse with kids, I think it's different. They, first of all, quick romance corner. I did like them in this movie. They're so good. Them. They are so very good. Props to Zendaya and Tom Holland. That very really good. gave me flashbacks to. Oh, this is what high school like. Yes, dating was like. You talk on the very phone cool. for a long time. And Ned also. Loved him in this movie. I think he's there's a lot of there's a little bit too much Ned for me, but that's fine. (laughs) There's a lot of Ned. There's also a a theory that like he tells Tom Holland, I won't become a supervillain, but then he actually gets a sling ring and he knows magic and he's wearing the colors of the hobgoblin, like the jacket or whatever. In in the comic, there is a there is a Ned that becomes the hobgoblin. So yeah. Well, there you go. But the reason why Tom Holland didn't like he was already he had his note he was gonna tell Zendaya yep, and Ned yep. who he was, but he sees the gash on Zendaya's forehead, the, the tiniest cut from the fight. Which also one of the best callbacks was in Zendaya fell off the scaffolding in the final fight scene, and Andrew Garfield so got good. to catch her. So and when good. Andrew Garfield cries, it was so emotional. That's an emotional moment. Oh yes. my goodness! Do we 
did you want to see any Emma Stone in this one? Or Kirsten Dunst? Was there part no, of you that wanted them to think, come in? Because they no. also know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Why didn't they? Or maybe they they were here somewhere. They might have just... They, they went to a coffee shop. They were like, huh, you know what? I'm just going to take it easy. <laughs> we're going to stay out of this um, But also... Okay. So real quick. Yes, I understand. Like He promised her. like They made an agreement. Maybe he should have told her. And I feel like if he would have just... Could he have fulfilled his agreement by just saying... Listen, we've been dating the last three years, and I'm actually Spider-Man, and you just forgot it all. And just let her think he's crazy. Would that have fulfilled the agreement? How about how about this agreement? Hey, you have to come find me and tell me you're Spider-Man. Actually, I probably shouldn't because it puts you in danger. And she could yeah. be really mad at him for five seconds. But right, like, I right. feel like he... It's a little, little Tom Holland, a little Peter Parker not being great is him basically being like, I want the emotional moment and the romantic kiss of, don't worry, our love will last even after you've forgotten me. But. I know. Well, I'm going to also sees, have a cake and eat it too. First of all, the, the ending scene is He sees them acting. happy. Yeah. And it's great acting by Tom Holland. There's a lot of like close-ups of his face and the realizations that he's making. Like great, great acting. But I think he realizes for the first time that them knowing who he is is going to hurt them. And I don't think he was wrestling with that idea when he was saying goodbye to Zendaya at the Statue of Liberty. And I think being confronted with this wound on Zendaya and she's saying this line, like, it doesn't hurt anymore, which is like so (laughs) metaphorical and literal. It's like, yeah, how could he drag her back into that when she's going to MIT? And it's not like never. He might still, like you're saying, go back to her and try to explain himself for a future to her. movie. But let her graduate with from Toby MIT McGuire. first. Yeah, let, let her okay. do that. But I, I, one other scene, I just have to say, the scene on the rooftop when all three, the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, tried to comfort Tom Holland mm-hmm. after he just lost Aunt May, is one of the most incredible scenes I think in the MCU. This like empathetic. Uh, you know, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire trying to help Tom Holland. Tom Holland's resisting, saying, you don't know how I feel. The way they play out that whole scene, the script. I got goosebumps just now thinking about it. That scene. I, it's so good. I cried both times. Like the first <laughs> the first time watching the movie, I cried several times. This time, I cried basically during that scene. And then oh, at the very end, good. It's, it is very, very good. But that's why I think those moments overshadow whatever weird plot motivation there might be from the bad guys. Like, And seeing all the bad guys is so good. Again, Alfred Molina, amazing. William Defoe, Jamie Foxx, like they were all great. So I, I don't think it doesn't take. It I away just get from a little. Me. I just get a little mad that this movie has it. Like it has the X factor in so many ways. It yeah, plays nostalgia yes. up in a way that's like, man, I care about the. I care about Andrew Garfield, and I've never cared about Andrew Garfield. So true, it's and so like true. it's like, man, I. Toby Maguire is like, it's so good to see you as if I haven't seen him for a while, which is probably true because I don't know the last time I've seen Toby Maguire in a movie. Oh, I was thinking about that. Like, what was the last movie he was in? Because I haven't seen him in forever. See, Biscuit? I don't even know. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But like, it's so good that I do feel like just be a little bit more smart with the multiverse. And you could land this movie and make it so, so great. Now, if you don't care about plot, if you don't care about motivation, there's so much fun action. Tom Holland is great. If you didn't like Aunt May that much, she's she dies in it, so you get what you want. (laughs) You get what you need. But like, 
No, she's fine. Like the yeah. moment at Hap with Happy, like Happy's nice in this movie. I love yeah, him yeah. in the CPAP machine. Like <laughs> so that was it's got it's got a lot of like fun moments and the callback to all the bad guys is very good. I just feel like it wouldn't take that much tweaking to make this movie make sense, make the motivations make sense plot wise, and really make me feel like Spider Man makes good decisions instead of decisions that I go, wait, what? Why do yeah. you, why are you doing that? Like the chemistry yeah. is great between him and Zendaya. The yes. bad guys are great. The Spider Man is great. Maybe don't need Sandman and Lizard, but regardless, like <laughs> it's fine. I thought Doctor Strange is great. Like him sort of being like uh, irresponsible Tony Stark like figure is really good. Mirror Dimension, all that's very fun. Yes, I just yes. wish it was packaged in a way that made sense as a movie. <sighs> okay. Well, I, and I was fine with it. I feel like there's so many emotional moments, the way, like so many lessons. I don't know. It was worth I it. don't think I asked you about the Aunt May death scene. Did you find that impactful? You've seen it twice. It it was impactful. They changed the with great power with, comes great responsibility line a little bit, and I actually didn't like that. I almost mm-hmm. wish it was like a, a like a letter for letter copy of the line spoken in other universes. And it was it was a little. Like roller coastery because it was like, oh, she's fine. Wait a minute, was she stabbed? And then like, maybe it was just a little long. If they would have maybe mm. compressed that scene a little bit and we get more of Spider-Man like brooding on top of the school, that might have helped that scene a little bit because it was just very long. But I was impressed with Tom Holland's ability to communicate the emotion in that moment. I will yeah. say, Tobey Maguire, he has not done a lot of stuff. He was in The Great Gatsby in 2013. Some random TV series in 2014. He was a voice in Boss Baby. And then he was in Spider-Man, No Way Home. So he took some years off. Go. He took some years off. But, man. He's pretty much set. I think he's fine. He doesn't have to do movies if he doesn't want to. Last thing I think see. it's really great they brought them back in. Is there yes. anyone from the other Spider-Man movies you would have loved to see enter this universe? Bryce Dallas Howard. But I love just the <laughs> character of Tobey Maguire. I had, you know yeah. I had to think in my head... <laughs> Has she ever been in the MCU? Because usually for most actors, the answer is, oh, maybe. (laughs) It is. But I do the post-credit scenes. Well, one was just a trailer for Doctor Strange Universe of Madness, Multiverse of Madness, which love. I'm going to see that. But Venom appears like he will be in future Spider-Man movies through the other post-credit scene. And so I'm all about that. I really would love to see Venom, which, by the way, did you see the Venom Carnage movie? recently no remember i I was grossed out by the first venom one and i was like i don't know if i'm ready for grossness number two it's a little less gross it's pg-13 instead of r but i don't recommend it's really not that great but anyway um i no i think they brought back the right people it's just alfred molina man i hope he's in it again (laughs) like just that moment with him and toby mcguire on the thing it's like oh so good um and toby mcguire is was inspiring like like his personality yes and yes. like when dr uh Ock is like how are you doing boy and he's like trying to do better like just all his responses to Very every good. question was so good and the little quip when uh, andrew garfield was down on himself and toby mcguire's like you're amazing like good pull from the movie titles that he was in, but also like, yeah, very yep. nice. So anyway, all right. Well, listeners, let us know. What did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home? Also, let us know. What did you think of seeing us on video? Because I would love to know <laughs> if you'd like to see more tired, bearded dads at six in the morning. We can do it now. We're, we've, we've learned how to do it. Ooh. So <laughs> we won't do that early again, probably. 
a comment on our Instagram. We are at Movies on the Side. Let us know what you thought there. If you haven't yet, give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And overall, just thanks all of you for the great support over the last several years. Happy New Year. This is probably our last episode for the year. Yeah, it is the last episode for the year. And uh, yeah, just thank you all for listening and now watching. And we also got some fun stuff planned for the next year. Uh, we actually have a couple guests uh, already said that they will come on the show again. Some returning guests. So very exciting. And uh, yeah. And if you want some Mott's merch, that's what I'm wearing right now. I figured on the first video episode, I should mm. represent. Represent. You can Love go it. to mottsfam.com. Get yourself some merch. All right, Nate. Catch you later. Are we going to say as we always say? No. Apparently. Oh, oh my Peace. goodness. I don't know what to do because we're doing video. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you can support the show <laughs> at uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash movies on the side. Uh, or, and as we always say. You know, Max was like the sweetest guy ever before he <laughs> fell into a pool of electrical eels. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. You got to watch where you step. Yeah. <laughs>